tuning in to the not for the bay podcast we are live on a very special episode on youtube and on facebook so be sure to uh follow us on our twitter instagram and our facebook pages also you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast anchor and all other major streaming platforms like i said very special episode today um a lot of things going down in the nfl that obviously could not wait um the russell wilson trade to the denver broncos we're going to cover that today the contract extension the $200 million contract extension for Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers deciding to stay with the Green Bay Packers and a couple of other things that I want to touch on too, as well. This episode of the not for the Bay podcast is brought to you by bet us where use the promo code in the description. You will receive over 125% in bonuses upon sign up using the not for the Bay code. Uh, first things first, let's go ahead and get the, uh, the, the uh the quick stuff out of the way. So Mike Mike Williams resigns with the Los Angeles Chargers. It's a three-year deal worth $60 million, $28 million guaranteed. Uh for excuse me, $28 million his first year is is guaranteed is guaranteed in the first year. And and total guarantee is going to be 40 million. So Mike Williams coming off of his best season with Los Angeles Chargers. Um, excellent compliment to Mike, excuse me, to um, Keenan Allen and the second year quarterback, Justin Herbert. Phenomenal. <laughs> I'm regretting it still to this day that the Dolphins ended up taking Justin Herbert. But uh, Mike Williams, that, that, that move definitely needed to be done considering the fact that the Denver, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers playing a very, very competitive division, and it just got a whole lot more competitive. And they need to be able to score points on offense. And Mike Williams provides that with his size, being over six, six, six four, and over two hundred pounds, and evolved his game this year, being able to, as far as his route running is concerned. So, that's quick note number one. Quick note number two is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decided to put Chris Godwin on his second franchise tag. So last year, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up giving Chris Godwin the franchise tag. It was, it was 18 million, if I'm not mistaken last year. So it got a, it got a $1 million bump this year, considering how he's going to get his second consecutive franchise tag. Now players don't like to be placed on the franchise tag because it doesn't give players assurances moving forward. That's why they make a big, big deal as far as the, the, the guaranteed money when it comes down to the player contract. They're not really too concerned as far as what the contract is worth. They're more concerned about the guaranteed money because at some point teams can get up un- from up under that contract and move on from the player and they end up being shorted out whatever the money that is left on the contract deal. So the gu- guaranteed money is what players are most definitely looking looking into to 
as far as in the contract is concerned. But when we get to get, get to Chris Godwin, right? His second his second franchise tag. Uh, this year he ended up tearing his ACL in the Week 15 loss versus the Saints, and that that I believe even if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't give him the franchise tag, I strongly believe he would have got a contract that wasn't going to be favorable in to him because we want they obviously teams want to see how they're going to be able to bounce back from severe injuries like like an ACL tear but uh two back-to-back seasons so he ends up getting it's a 19 million dollar uh franchise tag for Chris Godwin this year which is surprising which was not surprising considering the fact Again, it's coming off, coming off of an ACL injury going into the 2021 season. After the 2000, 2022, after the 2021 season, he had 98 catches for over a thousand yards. So I could understand why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decided they wanted to go ahead and move forward with the franchise tag. Now we don't know what the status is as far as Tom Brady is concerned. Is he going to come back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sometime within the near future? That could also play a big factor in. Chris Godwin's production moving forward as a receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lastly, is the Mike Mike Gesicki Mike Gesicki um, franchise tag too? I felt like the Dolphins waited to the last possible minute to end up getting this done, and honestly, I didn't even think the Dolphins were going to end up doing this. Uh, we'll end up getting this done anyway, considering the fact that uh, the Dolphins bringing in. Mike McDaniel is the new head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Um, and based off of where he's coming from, it's a it's a it's a running scheme. The, the Shanahan's, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, the Denver Broncos, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Atlanta Falcons all emphasize on running the football. And one of the and one of Mike Gesicki's biggest issues for the Dolphins is his ability not to be on the his ability to be on the field majority of the time. And based off the last couple of seasons with the Miami Dolphins, Mike Kosicki hasn't even been considered the number one tight end on depth chart. The Dolphins end up signing, excuse me, going out in the draft last year and getting a tight end during the draft, Hunter Long. And then you have Durham Smythe and Adam Shaheen on the roster too, as well the last two seasons who end up having increased roles last year. Who I thought they were going to end up taking, taking, taking the helm at the tight end position uh, if the Dolphins didn't decide to bring Mike Kosicki back. So as far as Mike Kosicki's franchise tag, because there have been a, has been discrepancies as far as what position is Mike Kosicki going to be considered under receiver or tight end, he's going to be considered as a tight end where he gets a $10 million franchise tag. And like I said, the franchise tag is not favor- favorable to players considering the fact that it does not give players assurances that they have a long-term deal or guaranteed money moving forward after the contract. But Mike Kosicki has been extremely durable. Uh, his tenure with the Miami Dolphins ended up only missing just one game for the Dolphins. And honestly, I like Mike Kosicki as a player. I do. But again, his limitations is a problem. It's a tell, like... Mike Kosicki comes out on on run plays. And this is why I felt like the Dolphins weren't going to move forward with Mike Kosicki moving forward because of the fact that I'm pretty sure the Dolphins are going to be running the ball majority of the time. That's that's going to be 
the Miami Dolphins bread and butter in the 2022 season. So that's definitely going to be interesting. Also with the Mike bringing in the Mike McDaniel, what Mike McDaniel was it Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan was able to do last year with Debo Samuel, him able to put him in packages where he could be most productive. Hopefully he can do the same thing for, for Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki is extremely gifted. Just blocking is just not his thing. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly Mike Kosicki's development moving forward with the Miami Dolphins with Mike McDaniel as the head coach calling the plays for the Dolphins. Now let's go ahead and get into the nitty gritty here, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like this is this 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 move right here set the trend for the NFL in general. Because if 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 Aaron Rodgers, I think all the teams in the league were on standby for Aaron Rodgers, what they were going with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers were going to decide to do moving forward as far as the Packers franchise and what was best for Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers coming off of a back-to-back MVP season last year, uh, 13-4 and record. Obviously, we Green Bay Packers and the Aaron Rodgers have been going back and forth. They have the issue last year where he ended up not showing up to training camp, and then they end up making amends. He shows up to training camp. He just airs out all the Green Bay Packers' dirty laundry and – just was not just not a fan of the Green Bay Packers, but ended up coming back in 2021. And last year, 2021 is was a very, very underwhelming season for the Green Bay Packers, considering how the expectations for the Packers were Super Bowl or bust at that point. Because last year they ended up going to the conference championship, unfortunately losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and this year end up losing in the division around versus the San Francisco 49ers, which was a very, very disappointing performance by Aaron Rodgers in that conference championship game. So after all that couple weeks, couple weeks, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, there was a tweet, I mean, an Instagram post that Aaron Rodgers said he was, thankful for the green bay packers fans everything it was almost like a goodbye a goodbye tour if you will and i'm like yep that's it it's it's done aaron Rodgers is done i have wanted the dolphins to pull the trigger on that trade for aaron Rodgers, even though that cap that cap uh that cap hit was gonna be like over 40 million if i'm not mistaken for aaron Rodgers. but what you're getting in aaron Rodgers is is a multiple time MVP. Yes, he ends up coming up short in in crucial moments, but when it comes down to it, I feel like when you have when you have a perennial quarterback like that. And I felt like this is this has been an issue throughout Aaron Rodgers' career. He can he can dictate the green he he dictates the Green Bay Packers status as far as well their their fate their fate every single season based off his play up until we get to the playoffs when we come down to playing the most elite teams in the league and look i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and give out excuses 
for Aaron Rodgers. But in that divisional game versus the Green Bay Packers, I mean, excuse me, versus the San Francisco 49ers, there have there were situations. Obviously, it was it was it's again, it's a divisional round. You're playing up against a very tough defense in the San Francisco 49ers. Um the game, the game was definitely in hand. It came down to what two special team plays that ended up costing the Green Bay Packers the game, but you couldn't put up more than 20 points in the game. Like weather definitely played a big factor. I'm being 100. But again, I'm not making excuses for, for Aaron Rodgers because of the fact this is what Aaron Rodgers wanted. He wanted to play, he wanted a home game in Green Bay, which means you're gonna be playing in snow, you're gonna be playing in not non-favorable weather where you're going to have to take the football out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and put it in the running back's hands to be able to run the football and also rely on your defense and your special teams, which the the, the special teams failed. The special teams failed. So I thought that was it. Now, let's 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 take a look into the contract because this is like the highest the highest contract that a player has ever gotten in NFL history. It's going to be a four a four a four year contract extension for Aaron Rodgers of two hundred million dollars, worth two hundred million dollars and one hundred and fifty three million dollars is guaranteed. Um, people people have uh, people get so upset with Aaron Rodgers with the whole situation as far as him being vaccinated, and people just focus on the personal part of Aaron Rodgers and it. It's it's ridiculous. I don't know Aaron Rodgers personally. I don't care to know Aaron Rodgers personally. At the end of the day, does he win games? Where does he sit in the NFL history books? And in my honest opinion, he sits pretty close to the top if we're being completely 100 with each other. Because, look, different arm angles where Aaron Rodgers is able to throw. One of my favorite things about Aaron Rodgers is his ability to take care of the football. He does not turn the football over. For example. Four interceptions last year and 37 touchdowns. I believe he has the best touchdown interception ratio in NFL history. But again, he does fall short in big moments. But again, when it comes down to it, it takes the team in the playoffs for them to get things done. But again, like I said, I felt like this domino was probably the most important domino that needed to fall as far as to set the record straight for the NFL, what other NFL teams were going to do moving forward. And then we're going to move, go ahead and move forward with that. So just before this contract extension, his, I think his contract, his, his, uh, his uh, cap hit was going to be like over four, 40 million, something like that. I haven't exactly revealed the details of the contract, but they bought that salary cap number down. So they're going to be able to restructure some things. Cause I believe the green Bay Packers are like over $26 million over the cap. So at, at this point, I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is definitely a package deal because I, I strongly, I strongly disagree. Excuse me. I strongly disagree with the fact that, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't come back to the Packers without Devontae Adams because that's been one of the biggest things that 
that was highlighted during that press conference he ended up having during training camp last year is all the players that the Green Bay Packers ended up letting go in free agency and not and not bringing none of those guys back. And he actually had a list. So I'm thinking definitely with the Green Bay Packers this year, if I'm coming back for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers like, got to make this Devontae Adams thing work. Where there'd be the franchise tag and we're going to revisit the situation on a different day or you're going to have to sign it to a long-term deal. So most likely they're going to end up signing them to a, a, to a long-term deal. Now, with that being said, I guess Jordan Love is going to be riding the going to be riding the bench. Well, it's a four-year contract extension, so we're in year two right now. So at some point, the Green Bay Packers are going to have to make a decision as far as Jordan Love. Are you going to keep him on as a backup or are you going to let him walk in free agency? But that's going to be a conversation for a different day. But $200 million for Aaron Rodgers, $153 million guaranteed, which is a historically the highest paid player in NFL history. Interesting. So again, that had to be that had to be taken care of out the way because I like I said, I felt like this is what set the record straight as far as the rest of the NFL. So now we can rest easy with teams like the Dolphins because I know the Dolphins were on the trying to make a run at Aaron Rodgers. Even though the Green Bay Packers said they weren't, there was no teams trying to get involved with Aaron Rodgers, the Denver Broncos, which we're going to get to in a second. And what other quarterback needy teams are there? Can't think of anybody. See, not Well, not a Seahawks need a quarterback, but um, yeah. Almost every team in the league would not mind having an Aaron Rodgers on their roster. So I, I, I couldn't see a situation. I couldn't see a situation where everybody will – there was a sit that is like everybody puts everything on hold. We have to see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and these perennial quarterbacks in the league that possibly can be moving their situation. Think Cleveland. Thank you, Ronnie. Um, so let's go ahead and get to the blockbuster trade. <laughs> Good news. Dolphins still have Tua. Yes, that is excellent news. Um, so blockbuster trade of the day. Probably. I want to say this this trade has possibly been negotiated for the past several weeks. I'm pretty sure this trade has been negotiated since Russell Wilson voiced his opinion as far as his what he was so upset about with the Seattle Seahawks, him being the most sacked quarterback, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the lack of supporting cast around him to be able to protect him uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, trade details. The Denver Broncos are trading quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick to the Seahawks for just Russell Wilson. Now let's go ahead and let's go ahead and just break this down as far as the Denver Broncos players are concerned, right? So Drew Locke. That was the 2019 draft, if I'm not mistaken. 2019 draft, Drew Locke. No, 2000. Yeah, 2019 draft was was Drew Locke. Now, personally, I'm I was a fan of Drew Locke because I, I just I've had a love affair with that release during the combine. But uh, obviously, his career did not live up to expectations thus far. Struggled to get on the football field, and I feel like. 
COVID played a big part in Drew Locke's development because if you remember, if you remember, excuse me, yes, the 2019. So if you remember during the 2020 season, during the 2020 season, there was no training camp, excuse me, there was no no preseason games. And a lot of a lot of the tra- a lot of meetings and, and stuff like that were all virtual. So of course I think that would that would play a big factor when it comes down to quarterbacks in general because they're the they're the field general of the team. And I felt like Drew Locke suffered from that. But again, we can't make it sit here and make excuses to Denver Broncos exact haven't exactly been uh, a a durable team over the last several seasons. Um especially I can remember in 2020 where they ended up only having like one quarterback on the roster being able to play due to everybody having COVID or in the COVID protocol. But um, last year in 2021, Teddy Bridgewater ended up winning the starting job for the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke was left riding the bench. And even in the brief showing that he had in 2021, it was, it was a disappointment. So Hopefully, hopefully he's, he's a fresh start in Seattle where he could possibly be the the guy. Hopefully be the guy. And uh, looking at Ronnie's comment right now in the comment section as far as uh, didn't hurt Herbert or Burrow during the rookies. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, but there's there's like different different guys have different learning curves. Like some guys can pick it up fast. Some guys can't. And like, just maybe Drew Locke just may end up being a late bloomer. Like, that's just my end. May have end up being the situation, possibly not being in the right the right situation with the Denver Broncos, honestly. And again, I just hope Drew Locke gets his opportunity with the Seattle Seahawks. He gets a fresh start in Seattle. Hopefully, he can he can turn around, turn this thing around, and do his thing. Now, no offense, I feel like that was a big, huge loss for the Denver Broncos, considering the fact that. He is a very, very dynamic vertical tight end who can cause mismatch problems. Um, but if we're being honest with each other, when you when you turn around and look at this Denver Broncos offense, like hey, they are loaded. You got you got Cortland Sutton. Now, Cortland Sutton hasn't exactly been the same the same receiver since the ACL tear a few years back. They got Jerry Judy. They got Tim Patrick. They got KJ Hamler. So Russell Wilson got a lot to work with moving forward with this with the with the Denver Broncos. Now, I told folks last year, I don't know if you remember, but before the 2021 season started, I'm like, yo, look out for the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, they got a they they're they're, they're building something there. And I'm and I'm and I'm I'm looking at the defense, right? So when I turn when you turn around and look at the defense especially when you look at the secondary. The secondary is the main thing that I, w- I want to turn around and look at because of the fact that you got you got Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in football, uh, Patrick Sertain, the rookie cornerback from last year out of Alabama, you got Ronald Darby, you got Kyle Fuller. Like, when they ended up making all these moves to get all these defensive backs, I was like, yo, they trying to make a run of trying to – compete they're building a team to beat the chiefs that's what they're doing now the pass rush they got they got bradley chubb which two years ago he came off a 10 sack season 
And then they have Malik Reed, who's a young and promising pass rusher for the Denver Broncos. So definitely, I feel like the, the Denver Broncos are going to be forced to be reckoned with. At this point, I think they're going to be Super Bowl the bust for the for the Denver Broncos right now with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. And like I said, one of the main reasons why Russell Wilson was so unhappy was the fact that he ended up taking a lot of taking a lot of hits with the Seattle Seahawks due to lack of protection around him at the all in the offensive line position. And unfortunately he ended up breaking his thumb. I believe it was week five, if I'm not mistaken, and ended up having in, uh, surgery and didn't come back the same, the same Russell Wilson that everybody knows and loves. Uh, so on the flip side, let's look at the Seattle Seahawks. So you get two first round picks. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth, and a fifth. Okay. So, Seattle. Obviously, with at the rebuilding stage, if we're being honest, um, you basically everybody from the Legion of Boom era is basically gone. Only person I can think of on the top of my head is Bobby Wagner. Those of y'all that's not familiar with the with the Legion of Boom, talking about Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, talking about um, man, who's the who's the safety? I can't think of the safety off the top of my head. Cam Chancellor, thank you, Cam Chancellor. Off the top, I'm having a hard time trying to remember Cam Chancellor. Um, and then you had you had Beast Mode wasn't wasn't a part of the Legion of Boom, but was one of the main reasons why the Seattle Seahawks ended up winning that Super Bowl versus the Denver Broncos. Um. Everybody from that team is gone. So at the at this point, the Denver Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks are at a rebuilding stage with their roster. They have a lot of draft capital to work with. <laughs> they have a lot of draft capital to work with, and they have Drew Locke. They can give him an opportunity. Like I said, if I'm not mistaken, he's got like two years left on that contract. Three, maybe with the with the uh, with the fifth year option, if that's if that is an option. And we can see what we can get out of Drew Locke, give him an opportunity to, to possibly win the starting job unless the Seattle Seahawks decide they want to go with a quarterback this year. But I wouldn't I wouldn't do something like that if I was the Seahawks, considering the fact that the talent level as far as the quarterbacks this year are I don't think there's a first round talent in in, in this 2022 draft. But um the Seahawks got a lot of got got a lot to work with as far as draft capital. They can make some other moves. And get some things done. But uh back to Russell Wilson. I feel like at this point for the Seattle Seahawks is going to be Super Bowl or bust. I mean, excuse me, the Denver Broncos are Super Bowl or bust. This roster was just a quarterback away. So at this point, now we're a yeah, at this point, it, we're, we're Super Bowl or bust. Denver, defense is there. Got a young running back in Javante Williams. You got out of North Carolina last year. I'm liking the Denver Broncos. We're going to put the microscope on the Denver Broncos uh, moving forward. But um, trying to take a look at this uh, this contract because I remember uh, Russell, Russell Wilson ends up had a $140 million contract back in 2019, which was – so we have two years left on the contract, so it's like 50, $51 million, $51 million left on the contract so two years left 51 million for 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 russell wilson so we're gonna super bowl a bust for the denver broncos 
Now, I believe free agency is right around the corner. It's like what's like next week. I'm extremely excited. I know the uh, the draft combine was over the weekend, and a lot of 40 times blew some people away, which affected the draft draft boards a lot. Which we got to reevaluate the whole situation when it comes down to the the, the draft board. But um, we will be back. I think when we'll be back as far as uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So today's Tuesday. So we'll be back tomorrow. I don't know why I was like, we're going to be back tonight. Well, it's tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for our regular episode. But um, again, be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button. Most definitely share. Also, be sure to follow our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our recently just added the TikTok. Um, also, you can listen to us audio wise on apple Podcasts, spotify anchor and all other major streaming platforms this is the not for debate podcast i'm about to here man